Welcome to Staking Mondays. Staking Mondays is a weekly show to share specific knowledge from the staking industry leaders with our community, powered by stakingrewards.com. At Staking Rewards, we are helping uh, investors to navigate the landscape of year generating digital assets and finding the best opportunities to earn interest on your crypto. My name is Moko Schmiedel, and I'm extremely excited to welcome today's guest. He's been programming since he was a teenager, became interested in fintech, studied law at the University of Helsinki, learned about Ethereum, started exploring ways to disrupting fintech, founded Eastland in 2017, drawn it from one of the first DeFi apps ever to one of the biggest layers powering our future financial system called Arby. Call him the Yardmeister of future finance. Welcome, Stani Kulichov. And Thanks for having me here. <laughs> great to have you. Thank you. And uh, just a first icebreaker question. Um, what was your first investment you made outside of Bitcoin at Ethereum and why? Uh, well, I don't invest, uh, to be honest, kind of like what I, what I do usually now these days is that I, I look at different communities and kind of like the ability to participate in those uh, communities, whether it's governance or in other shape or form. But mainly what uh, I'm focusing mostly is um, uh, building technology, like uh, I would say, like Web3 technology, uh, not just like uh, DeFi, but in general, kind of like a wider uh, spectrum. <laughs> okay, cool. So, like, the, the you mean your, your first investment was mainly like the investment into the Web3 space? Yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah, basically, like, I, I, I invest time, like my own time. That's yeah. what I. Yeah. That I usually do. Like I, I try to uh, focus on building things. So I'm a builder, uh, kind of like pretty much like what what I'm interested in doing is is uh, building uh, protocols and 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 pretty much getting them into uh, community ownership. So that's kind of like my 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 way of giving to the space. Uh, and I think like what's interesting is that uh, Ave or let's say even like before Ave Eatland. We were so early, so it's it's very interesting to see like the space uh, move a bit further over a uh, period of time. And what's what's cool about it is, is to see if that's kind of like as longer you spend time on building different kinds of protocols and contributing into the ecosystem, uh, the more value you can actually uh, invest in, in the whole community. And that's like that's something that's very valuable to see. And what makes me very excited is that uh, seeing today, for example. Um, uh, this week I'm participating in ETCC, which is one of the, the uh, kind of like a uh, uh, important uh, Ethereum conferences uh, in the space where, you know, you have different kind of talks, how you could bring more innovation technology into the space. And it's nice to see that over past years, we have still same people building things and building new things. So that's very fascinating to see. Yeah, very cool. So uh, definitely, I mean, Avi, you, you've been an innovator in this space since uh, very early on and uh, invested. I, I think you made the right bets, definitely. Um, and you, you've also pushed forward like a lot of innovation in this space. And you've probably been one of the first protocols who implemented some kind of DeFi staking mechanism, which is not only like some revenue share, but also serving as like some, some kind of security collateral, um, like uh, yeah, protecting users for uh, potential downfalls of the of the protocol, and it seems kind of a logical thing to do. Um, and I, I think it's it's really great that you did that. Um, so I, I wonder, like, why do you think it 
Is it that others have not implemented similar mechanisms um, in DeFi staking? Yeah, that's a very fascinating topic because like one of the things when um, we were pretty much like contributing on building the um, other protocol was that we noticed that what's what's very challenging in, in terms of like the uh, smart contract based systems is that how do you ensure enough kind of safety uh, for the protocol? So let's say that uh, when you usually build software, uh, it's it's buggy. So there is some sort of kind of like a uh, vulnerabilities. And when you when you create smart contract based protocols, you kind of have an opposite view where you should try to avoid uh, as much as possible to have uh, vulnerabilities. Whether it's it's just like some sort of like a economical, logical, um, technical implementation, and you you, you basically need to. Uh, avoid that and it's it's challenging because uh you know software is never kind of ready so you need to iterate all the time to improve it that's how software is built but with smart contracts you kind of need to have it right since the beginning it's kind of like comparison to hardware you know if you have some certain limitations on the hardware side there's certain things that you cannot do on the software side that's like how smart contracts kind of like i uh, operate and what we were thinking is that uh, one of the things is that if we can't cover everything as a community, let's say that uh, the code that is built, audited by other community members and uh, third party auditors and having formal verification. And if this isn't found, like if this isn't enough and there's some sort of edge cases that weren't seen before, uh what's actually good is to have some sort of mechanism where the community can take the risk of the protocol and that's pretty much done with the uh, safety module staking so it means that the other community members that are actually participating actively in the uh, uh, governance decision making so to explain a bit more the other protocol itself is running autonomously on on the ethereum network and that protocol is governed by the community token holders. So all the team members, Genesis team can't go and just arbitrarily change the code. So it's running by itself uh, at this point. And since they're making those risk-based decisions, what kind of assets can be listed as collateral? Uh, what kind of risk parameters can be added? What happens is that uh, they're managing risk. And in return, what they can do is they can transfer that risk to themselves by staking Aave and earning more yield and essentially what what happens here is that the community takes the risk of the protocol and against a, a reward and on a larger scale what it means that uh the protocol is more attractive for uh other smart contract based system to interact with with it and that's very uh fascinating way of creating creating this kind of like a uh, staking functionality that actually has a feedback loop where you're trying to you're trying to over time to, to mitigate the risk and try to the risk outside of the protocol. So if there's some sort of a shortfall event, failed liquidation, uh, or uh, let, let's say security vulnerability, what happens is that the safety module has slashing functionality that will cover the, this this kind of a risk and make the protocol whole again. So that's the, the kind of idea there. Yeah, can can you explain what what is the difference uh, between staking and the safety model in Avi? Like these uh, call it like Avinomics insurance compared to like an insurance via Nexus Mutual or yeah, some some like this. 
I would say I would say the the difference is that maybe I'm not very like hundred percent familiar with with the Nexus module, but in terms of like, oh, but what's interesting there is that uh, the the safety module is a way for the community to participate in transferring risk uh, of the of the protocol to ensure that the protocol could made whole again if there's something some sort of event. And the same model actually uh, like similar like. The inspiration for the safety module comes actually from Ethereum because, um, uh, in the sense that validators are actually validating transactions against their hash power. But for example, in future you're using using uh, ETH as a kind of like a collateral, uh, as a stake to validate transactions. So you're transferring the risk uh, from the users of the network to the uh, uh, stakers. So this is the kind of system that's that has been inspired uh, by the the uh, the Arbe safety module. Cool. Did you when you designed um, the Arbe safety model? Did you have any other staking use cases in mind that you considered but haven't implemented? Um, could be anything like I don't know vote locking or anything uh, really that uh, hasn't made it yet to to the uh, to, yeah Arbenomics really. There isn't like. Uh, there is different models. Uh, there are a few community members that has proposed models to improve the current staking mechanism uh, in the way that it's more efficient, where you can actually change the amount of slashing uh, from like now now 30% of the safety module is under slash, but you could have higher higher percentage on that. Uh, and, and there's other interesting things you could actually um, do. For example, you can, you can Take take the slashing module and just separate it uh, by asset by asset, and and that way uh, you create kind of like a uh, ability for stakers to choose the the uh, risks that are uh, they're taking. So that's that's one way of, of uh, doing it. But it's it's up to the community actually, like how how they how they should actually improve this safety module mechanism because now it's pretty much bare bones. But nothing stops anyone, uh, any developer, just pretty much like creating a proposal uh, for improving the uh, safety module. Since the the the, uh, the protocol itself is decentralized, so anyone can come up with with a proposal. And there is already one proposal done by uh, Delphi Digital of actually improving uh, the sa safety module. Uh, and there's other proposals. There's, for example, Gauntlet had a proposal of. Uh, creating uh, dynamic uh, risk parameters, so they they actually change, and with those risk parameters, you can even change the incentives of the uh, safety module. So, so there's many things you can actually uh, do. Yeah, very interesting. I, I think bundling the risk, so creating risk baskets, is, is very interesting, definitely. Um, and probably also going to be interesting if you launch like RV Pro, if like there are ways to um, implement that like risky safety model staking or whatever. Um, but yeah, so in, in general, um, like currently you have around like 10 billion um, TDL, like uh, capital deployed in the RV lending markets and around 800 million staked in the safety model. Um, is that sufficient? Um, and what ratio are you are you targeting there to get like a, a, a safe, um, safe and sound protocol? Yeah, I mean, the current model is, is so-called uh, Genesis model where there's certain kind of like a community discussion that has been going on, let's say, what could be the, the ratio 
the rewards compared to the the TVL, and definitely like the when that was made, it was uh, over six months ago that this question. So that is something that the community needs to review all the time. So we, as the the Genesis team, we we don't kind of like we don't have any like a yardstick or any any target uh, per se. It's something that you know if the community sees that you should somehow uh, increase the yields to get more uh, more uh, assets into the safety module to cover. That's one thing. Or there might be an argument that. The longer the the protocol uh, is is on on mainnet, more battle tested, less risk, and you know those kind of discussions, and they can be gone with the um, governance forum. Uh, if you go governance.ava.com, that's a place, for example, to discuss and and um, decide upon those those kind of uh, decisions. And I think like what's interesting about uh, governance and decentralization is that. You know, end of the day, anyone can participate, and all this decision making is um, transparent. In in other words, like you know, all the all the decision making, voting, everything is transparent, transparently seen, and anyone can participate. And it's kind of like an open system of creating uh, better financial protocols, and that's uh, that's the kind of like fascinating part. So uh, the Avigenesis team can focus on on creating new innovation, uh, new software. And essentially, the the community the community can manage how these protocols should evolve and and how the uh, risk of the protocols should be uh, kind of like uh, uh, improved or what kind of direction should be taken. Yeah, I think that's beautiful, um, and it's still very early, so I'm, I'm keen to see um, how it goes for the future. Um, in general, what, what do you think are the best um, staking and passive income opportunities around Avi, around the lending markets and staking Avi itself? Um, what's the most um, interesting and uh, yeah, what, what are the best opportunities for users to get involved and uh, stake and earn some passive income? Yeah, I don't know. Like DeFi in general is a way where you know you can, in a permissionless fa fashion, uh, participate in, in various protocols and, for example. Uh, in terms of Aave, you know, the, the Aave protocol is interesting because it's deployed on, on Ethereum network. So there's this kind of like a main market infrastructure where you have various assets that you can um, um, supply. And then there's also like a, another market on Aave where you can also supply liquidity and, and also uh, supply uh, tokens that are so-called uh, liquidity provider tokens, for example, Uniswap, Balancer, uh, liquidity provider tokens, and you can use them as a collateral, uh, for example, and, and draw liquidity. So that's that's one interesting uh, thing. And of course, there's the Polygon market that has different assets. So the the, the fascinating part is that uh, in the future there could be like various different kinds of like asset combinations, uh, which in essence means that, let's say, uh, you know, depending on what kind of assets the market has, that dictates a bit the or somehow kind of like predicts the interest rates what could be uh, in that market depending on like uh, risk factor of, of those uh, assets. So there's going to be variations, I would say, and, and multiple markets in the future. Yeah, very cool. Um, excited um, for what's coming up next. Um, and yeah, so jumping into some community questions, we asked our community um, to ask questions to you. 
and uh, we gave away like three merch packs from from you guys, which is amazing. Actually, it's I think it's a backpack and uh, yeah, some 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 of these nice uh, merch from you. Um, and these three winners are um, like Joey C W Tang um, at T T W H Chanel and at J D M X ninety X. And let, let's start with the first question. Um, that's like, what's the biggest challenge for the team now that RB is exploring other playing fields such as RB Pro, Twitter on RB, multi-chain expansion? I think he's referring to Twitter on Ethereum, uh, what you just tweeted about. Um, yeah, also would be great to, to know, like, are, are you serious about this Twitter on Ethereum or is this gonna be a thing from you guys? Yeah, I, I mean, we, we never joke, I mean, we, Everything we usually talk about, we we want to explore and and also kind of like build. Essentially, I mean, uh, you know, the the Aave, Aave team and 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 the idea of of Aave is that we're kind of like a uh, Web three builder uh, group, and we want to kind of we want to build things that are related to Web three, and they don't need to be necessarily related to DeFi. Can be NFT uh, protocols, social media protocols, or, or e-commerce protocol so the the idea there definitely is is uh to build and what's interesting is that essentially everything as everything kind of like what is on ethereum let's say as a store of value erc20s uh nfts they kind of are connected in the sense that you can use DeFi in 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 social graph and and vice versa so there is synergies what you can uh build upon and the the cool part is that at the end of the day the protocols will be governed uh by the user itself so everyone who is actually using the other protocol they are every second getting uh distribution of the governance power and they are able to use the, the protocol that that way and govern the protocol and, and they 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 are kind of like owners of the protocol so that's the uh, fascinating part so so building something that can decentralize empower users uh, that is something that we are very fascinated to do and related to the Ave pro it's it's pretty, uh, pretty much a, a market where uh, you have this kind of like a permission functionality where uh, you can create a private pool and then there is a, uh, a whitelister functionality where the whitelisters uh, could actually uh, grant access into the uh, market for, for the uh, for depositors, borrowers, and liquidators. Essentially, you can create uh, like private liquidity pools, and that could be used, for example, if you have higher requirements or on your needs, uh, and and also maybe like compliance reasons, compliance reasons, and that's very interesting to see like how it picks up in the institutional uh, market side. Cool, cool, and. The, the next question is like, how do you see the future opportunity for DeFi and NFT integration? Um, like, seems like you have some experimentation going on with this already, um, with NFTs, I don't know, unlocking rights on the platform or how, how would that look like? And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more about NFTs as a collateral is an interesting concept because uh, there's going to be a lot of value in NFTs, uh, essentially because uh, most of the value in 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 the world are not only in in fungible fungible assets they're actually in social capital they're actually in uh, non-fungible assets uh such as for example property it can be art it can be uh you know inventory that you have so that's the kind of like a um uh ex like 
extension of the market, like how, how big opportunity we have here. And what happens is that when you're able to kind of like price in those those assets and use them as a way of a collateral, it means that uh, you essentially uh, open uh, liquidity, uh, borrowable liquidity against those assets, which helps helps to get more growth. And I think that's very fascinating uh, if you can do it uh, in scale. We've seen few projects trying to reach out uh, something similar. But uh, what we're trying to do is a bit more in, in scale and see how it goes. Very cool. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's probably take some time, like in like pricing NFTs um, seems quite challenging. Um, but yeah, very, very excited for this one. Um, and then the last community question is, what is your take on Arby's role in making DeFi more accessible for the general public? And is the goal for Arby to play an active role like, are you uh, trying to build an end-user application, or um, do you want other protocols or other developers built on top of RB? What's your main focus there? I think that's the question, yeah. Yeah, the main focus is, is getting other protocols to build on top. So the protocol itself is very developer-friendly, uh, and that's that's very nice because, you know, uh, we, we always build for developers, and we have very, like, developer-oriented community. So... I think that will be the main focus in the in the future as well, and I think us focusing on building good protocols allows other other people, other developers to focus on building very good uh, user experiences. Cool, amazing. Um, and then I think the last question left is only um, how can people follow uh, you and learn more about yourself? Anything? Um, yeah, what what are the best ways to to follow you and follow Avi? Yeah, you can find me on, uh, on on Twitter. You can follow, you can go to governance.ava.com and look at the discussion there, participate, uh, it's decentralized protocol. Uh, you know, you can, you can you can have a voice. You can also like uh, brigade for getting um, uh, delegation of voting power and proposition power and become kind of like a protocol politician. So that's a very cool thing to do. And I think it will over time become more popular. So those are the ways, for example, you could start off. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having you on the show. Um, guys, make, make sure to check out our previous episodes um, of Stacking Mondays. We had Tor Bear from Secret Network. We had Doak One from Terra Money and Zeki Manian from Cosmos on the show already in the last three episodes. Um, stay tuned for our next episode next Monday together with Arthur Brightman from Tezos. Um, please like and subscribe to our channel. And as always, happy staking. Thank you. Thank you.